1: In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you.
2: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown.
0: And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
2: This afternoon, we are going to talk Pittsburgh Steeler football. With the man of behind the steel curtain, we're gonna find out how he's doing. Brian Anthony Davis, also Doctor Davis for our counseling department for Steeler fans, how are you holding up?
1: Hi, Coach Gordy. Glad to be here.
2: Good to have you. And we are going to inquire of Brian Anthony Davis how he is holding up. We had a tough loss last night to the Minnesota Vikings, but before we go there. We are going to talk about a really nice win over the Baltimore Ravens this past weekend. What a difference four days can make. So he is also known as Dr. Davis for canceling all of those Steeler fans. But all is not lost, and you're going to talk briefly now about last weekend and the Ravens. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I got to tell you, that was a wonderful feeling watching that game. I was getting ready to leave the house that I was at watching the game with some friends and head back for overtime, then I hear that wait, they're going for two. Which I thought was very curious. John Harbaugh and Mike Tomlin, they've been playing each other for well, since two thousand and eight, that season. they you know, twice a year, sometimes in the playoffs. It's a great rivalry. It seems like John Harbaugh likes to uh likes to rub it in sometimes and i know he made the uh the claim that well we don't think that we would have had an opportunity to win the game because our defensive backfield was such a mess i don't really buy that this is a guy that has gone for two when they were up 30 on the steelers back in 2011 this is a guy that has no problem. You know, going for it with a 21-point lead and four seconds left. Excuse me, four minutes left um, on a fourth and one or a fourth and five, which he has done. He did that two years ago with Robert the third So it was kind of nice to see him make the wrong call in this way. Um, T.J. Watt had a chance to just get that what could have been a sure two-point conversion just knocked it off course by the hard rush on Lamar Jackson, and it was almost a catchable ball. Mark Andrews usually makes that catch, but it fell to the Heinz Field turf, and it was glorious for Steeler fans needing that win. That team needed the confidence going into Minnesota, because they are still in the playoff race despite the win and the loss
2: let's go ahead and we will recap now what happened last night under the dome in minnesota the warmer inside and that being much as the raven player did not catch his ball there was a pittsburgh Steeler player that this was not rothensburgers fault the ball was there tight coverage but nonetheless you gotta make the catch go for it brian anthony davis
1: yeah paps has been a shorthanded rookie for this team he had caught a ball earlier. I believe he has seven touchdowns. That would have been his eighth touchdown. He got absolutely flushed. He got sandwiched between two defenders, and the ball did pop out. I've uh, I don't think Steeler Nation is blaming it as a as a uh, drop, but as much as it being jarred loose. But I will say this. We, uh, the Steelers had an opportunity to win this game after being down 29 nothing, And they were really electric in the uh, late third quarter and the fourth quarter. But Mike Tomlin said in a post-game press conference, when you're down that much, defenses are going to give you that. They're going to allow you to spread the ball out. And that's exactly what happened. So if you think this is something that they're going to be able to do in the first quarter... You're probably wrong. It's uh, it was a situational comeback, but it was nice to see nonetheless. They they looked really good. I also thought that in this game, one of the uh, if you're going to give the negative game ball, the blood of the week game ball to any player, it's going to be Chase Claypool for a 15 yard just a stupid penalty in the very early going which the Steelers were driving and looking good and could have gotten momentum to start and that unnecessary roughness penalty that was crucial then he did something really stupid when the Steelers were driving and didn't have much time he kind of posed with the first down ball something you don't do either there's there's so many I mean there's so much talent with Claypool but there's so much maturity that needs to be found, and that's a problem. And this morning, in a press conference, Ben Roethlisberger wouldn't even address the situation. Uh, that's something hopefully they will handle internally and get that back on track. But as far as everything goes, the Steelers got down way too early. It was the defense who was letting them down like crazy. Offense wasn't able to get much together either. Then it all turned on, and it was almost the greatest regular season comeback in not just Steeler history, but in NFL history. So, 1980, it was, it was New Orleans and San Francisco, and it was a 28-point difference. This is something that, a uh, 28-point comeback. This is something they could have gone into overtime, and I'm telling you what, they almost were able to do it. But when you're wasting timeouts early, they time timeout early, they did step up on defense towards the end and looked pretty good. But it was not enough to win this game. And it's also hard on defense in the second half when you don't have your two edge rushers. Alex Highsmith out with a quad. P.J. Watt with an injury to his groin. So lots of things piled on. It just wasn't going the team's way in the first half, and it wasn't enough to get back in the second
2: your thoughts about Minnesota. They have played this way throughout the season.
1: Here's the thing about Minnesota, and this is the best way to describe them in uh, terms of Steeler fans, because Steeler fans know what they're going through. Last week was an embarrassment for that team, just like the week before the Steelers beat the Ravens was an embarrassment losing to the Bengals. When the Minnesota Vikings lost to the Lions, it became put up or shut up. And it was a situation where they came in at home in their colorless jerseys, a fired-up crowd, that there's been a black cloud hanging over this team was talking about firing general managers and coaches and making changes here, there, and everywhere. And what happened was they went in with an us against the world mentality like the Steelers did against the Ravens and they came up. And this is something that I was worried about beforehand being the same in the same position the Steelers were in the week before. So I get it. I get why they were all fired up. The Steelers on the other hand come off an emotional win and then they travel on a short week to Minnesota and it's rough. Now Minnesota and Pittsburgh, they have what you call the mini-buy because they play on Thursday and they've got a, a couple extra days until they play next Sunday. And you got to think that they just won a highly emotional game and they held on, and the next week might be a little tougher for that team.
2: We will talk about the Steelers' next game when you are with us. And we will share with you. Now, today is a very important day. Today's Human Rights Day, self-explanatory, whether it be in this country or across the world. We're going to take you back to yesterday and the day before, because for Brian Anthony Davis, these would have been stellar days. On Thursday, we had National Pastry Day, Brian. Oh, yeah. That's, you, you agree why it was no-brainer for Coach Gordon to say that would have been a good day for you?
1: There's not many pastries that I don't love. Do you have a favorite? You know what? I, I like so many different things. Uh, right
2: now... Are you a Danish guy? Do you like Danish?
1: And, uh, I eat danishes. They would have to be like a cherry danish or an apple danish. But for some reason, nice flaky apple turnover is really good.
2: Okay. Well, we're going to ask you a question. Multiple choice. What country in the world is considered number one, uno numero, for your pastry? Is it France, Italy, Germany, Belgium? And while you're thinking, the United States comes in a distant 14th. France
1: seems like the obvious one, so I'm going to go out and see Belgium.
2: You should have gone with the obvious, it is France. (laughs) Actually, I just gave you the top four. Now, Wednesday, brownie day. Not referring to those affiliated with the Girl Scouts, but you like brownies, don't you?
1: I absolutely love a, uh, a fudge, chewy brownie. I love them. Hot with a glass of milk.
2: Now, as I asked other people, what do you like on that brownie in general? When you have a brownie, is it powdered sugar? Is it like chocolate icing? I had some people tell me, which is to each their own. Some put cream cheese on a brownie.
1: I want it with nothing. I just want the bread. Just the solid.
2: Don't take away the taste of anything else that is there.
1: Yeah, don't compromise it. I mean, I I don't like icing on a brownie. I'm an icing guy. I just not on a bread. Brian, in
2: 1904, is it when that first brownie and brownie recipe was developed? And you're going to tell us the state this occurred in. 1904 was in New Hampshire, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts. New Hampshire. You've won. One out of two Hall of Fame That compensates somewhat for your steel loss last night.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I could I could really uh hang my hat on that.
2: Put that out there, Steel a Nation behind the steel curtain winning National Day trivia for Brownie Day.
1: <laughs> I mean we're going out to dinner to celebrate. I knew that New Hampshire is where the brownie came out in nineteen oh four.
2: There's a good reason why. Have a very good weekend and what is are behind the steel curtain inside? Are going to do in the weekend without steel football?
1: I am hopefully going to uh, do a lot of cleaning around the house. I'm going to uh, be uh, helping to sell Christmas trees for the uh, for the Boy Scouts.
2: Troop sixty six.
1: Yes, troop sixty six, and also let me give a shout out to troop one sixty six, which is the girls' troop, our sister troop, and Pack sixty six, which is our cubs that we'll all be selling at different times on
2: Saturday. All starting as the Bobcat?
1: Actually, they start with the lion now.
2: They don't start with the Bobcat?
1: No, the lion is kindergarten. And then when you move up to first grade, it's you're a tiger, but you earn your Bobcat. So you earn your Bobcat first. but
2: It had been the Bobcat first. Yes. You know, so All right, just want to make sure I'm correct on my information. This is critical.
1: Well, this is this is last five years.
2: Correct. All right. Have a good weekend. All
1: right,
0: thank you so
2: Enjoy much. Enjoy your celebration. That's good until midnight tonight for your Hall of Fame. Okay. Bye. Bye.
0: It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say.